you know, all of the burning and bombing that was done to us and the houses, nobody never said too much about that, and nothing was done. But let something be burned, you know, by a black man, and then, my God, you know, you see, the flag is, is drenched with our blood. Everything litty, I love when it's hot. Turn to the city, I broke all the night. Welcome to the Dirty Hot Podcast. I'm your co-host, Booney. And I'm your other co-host, Mike J. And we are both graduates of the Tuskegee University. Currently, I am pursuing my MA in history. And currently pursuing my MA in education. And before we get started, I want to give you guys a little rundown as to why we have this podcast in the first place. Uh, we really want to shed light on the Black experience, the entire Black experience. And due to the fact that we are two black men, we know that we really can't highlight every facet of blackness. But with your help, the listeners and also those who write in, we hope that you guys can really help us accurately highlight the experience of all black people in this country. And I just want to give a quick shout out to the Nadira Robinson of the bartending service Potions by Naughty, based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Man, her, her drinks her drinks go crazy. My favorite one is the, the rum punch or the Miss Mango. You should check her out. Um, her IG is uh, potions by underscore naughty. So that's P-O-T-I-O-N-S-B-Y underscore N-A-D-I. So shout out to Nadira. Man, so good, man. My toes curl last week, man. All right, and before we get started, myself and Mike J, we're going to send our condolences to the families of Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and also Tony McDay. Uh, all four have been killed either by police or white vigilantes with impunity. And this fact has led to the current environment in this country today. So Mike J, uh, looking at how the protests have erupted and looking at how they were erected, what's going on? Well, you know, first I would like to say, you know, just everybody continue to stay safe. You know, it's, it's hard times out here. You know, during these protests, people are getting hurt, shot, you know, and unfortunately killed. So we just continue to be safe. But laws need to change. You know, it's it's time. It's time for laws to be changed. It's time for a change for Black America. And I really wonder, bro, what changing laws really do in this country. The laws have changed so many times. Uh supposedly to help us, to help our people. But time and time again, reality shows that these laws change and really doesn't help us. Cause they always find a way to, to draw back and inflict more damage on our people. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, it goes, you know, back to even the civil rights law, you know, civil rights bill that was passed. It didn't really help anything. You know, some people say, oh, it might've helped, but I mean, Look at today, like you said, you know, we're still dealing with injustice, we're still dealing with the systemic racism that has plagued our community for centuries. Yeah, and, and that's why these people are so upset. You know, uh, you look at the media, media outlets, they're all looking at the reaction to the oppression. But I think what yourself and I should do is we should highlight what caused it. And all these cities, all these people, they have been the victims of a great deal of oppression. And this is why they're so angry. This is why the protests have such uh, such an energy attached to it. When you look at how people are protesting, in your opinion, how can we try to improve our methods? 
I mean, I, I don't know because the police are trying to do everything to combat against, you know, peaceful protests. You know, peaceful, key word, peaceful. I've, I've been uh, a part of, you know, a few protests and it was peaceful. You know, weren't doing anything, but who made it violent? The police. No, my parents, and I'm pretty sure your parents as well, they have a little problem with the looting. You know, now I don't think I don't think it's that big of a deal because this country is built off of looting, looting the lands of Native Americans and also looting the bodies of black people. But many older people have a problem with that action. In your opinion, how big of a deal is looting or is it a big deal at all? I mean, like you said, you know, they look, they, they loot our paycheck every year with taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I see mine. I'm like, man, I got, hey, right. got me again. <laughs> God, I got bamboozled. But, you know, I, I, you know, I feel like it kind of is a bad part of it. But at the same time, it's like they do that to our community, like you said, all, all the time. <laughs> and this is my problem with it. A lot of people are trying to, uh, you know, judge the looting, and they're trying to judge the whole movement by those who do loot. But even when black people protest peacefully, they have a problem with it. So I don't even think if if there were no looters at all, I still believe that the media would have a negative outlook, a, a negative viewing of the protesters. Now you look at how they treated Colin Kaepernick; he was just kneeling. That's all he did. <laughs> he was still vilified and demonized. So I don't think it really changes much. Man, I, I saw a video on on Twitter the other day, man, and it was uh, this black this black couple business owner, and they was calling the the police to stop looters from getting their business, and the police arrested them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have to get some back. Like a Dave Chappelle skit, we, man. I don't know. We fight against right now, man. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's the force, man. It's everywhere. Uh, this is rough. <laughs> Like, could you imagine that like, you calling the people that help you and they and they re arresting you? Yeah. I, so I'm, you know, we're in a bad spot. Yeah, we're in a bad spot, dog. Good believe <laughs> it's not funny, but it's, it's it, you gotta laugh, you know, to make a lot of yeah. like I, I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't believe it watching the video. And then the police officers were asking the reporter what happened, and the reporter kept telling them, and they was like, no, uh, 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 -uh no, what, what really happened? I said, you know, it's, it's all tape. Yeah. I think right now, man, like we're in a police state. And I think historically, black people have always lived in a police state. But right now, even white people are catching some strays. You see the videos. Even they catch some stray rubber bullets. And, and, and that's, yeah, that's what bullets. really, that, that has me just dumbfounded. How even they are being just bludgeoned by the police. Yeah. You know, like, I, I can't believe, you know, I've seen the picture. They're horrific. <laughs> You know, them rubber bullets, man. I, I was shot in the gun, you know what I'm saying? And this, I couldn't imagine. That rubber bullet is bigger than some bullets. Yeah. That, that's, that's crazy. And also, I think one thing we should also mention is the coronavirus is still out. No. It, that Rona. That Rona is still here. And, and it, it's some sick stuff, man, that our people are protesting violence. We're protesting the ways in which the police can kill us with impunity. And yeah. now we're forced to go outside with other people and put ourselves at risk of the coronavirus, hoping that we can stop the killing by cops. It's, rough, it's a catch-22. We're dealing with two pandemics. Yeah. And that Rona like the gout. It might go away, but it might come back to it might come back to get you too. You'd be out, you have a good time. Like, oh, 
Get sneak up on you. <laughs> yeah, it's it sneak up on you. you know, it's like a snake, man. <laughs> so we, we got to be careful. You know, we got to continue to wear our mask. You know, we got to continue to wear gloves, you know, wash hands, don't touch our face. Like, I know y'all got to get outside because it's, it's good for your, for your mental, but we still got to continue to stay safe. And we would be remiss if we didn't say happy birthday to Breonna Taylor. Uh, today on June 5th, it'll be her 27th birthday. And it's uh, really unfortunate that she's not here today, especially through the means in which she was taken from us. But that's why so many of our people are protesting right now. They're protesting the mendacity, the criminality that has been permeated throughout every sector of society. And they're trying to ensure that one day that we can live in a world in which black men, black women, black LGBTQ plus people, black disabled people and black children are safe and free from living in this toxic environment. I right, the violence has to stop, man. Continue to stick together. That's, that's one thing we can do is continue to stick together, continue to support each other, support our businesses. And that doesn't mean for two weeks, that means for multiple weeks that we support our businesses and stream our uh, influencers and, and entertainers. But, you know, we got to stick together. Facts, man. Hey, and I got a question. I got a real question. Because I look on CNN, uh, Fox News. No, no, not Fox News. That's not, that's not my deal. That's probably yeah, but CNN, and I'm seeing a multicultural, multiracial protest. Now, brother Malcolm, you know I love Malcolm X. We both love Malcolm X. Oh yeah. He said that when other people not not integrated the marches, but when they infiltrated the marches, it was tantamount to adding cream to coffee. You know, before you add cream to coffee, it's black, it's strong, has energy attached to it, it's powerful. But then we have cream in it. It's cooler. It's a little sweet. It used to wake you up. Now it puts you to sleep. <laughs> that nighttime, man. <laughs> that night quill. <laughs> so, so my question is, man, with all these different people latching on onto the movement, to the protest, does that really benefit us or does it just benefit them? The late, the great Marcus Garvey said, um, us. 400 million to now maybe a billion Africans throughout the world should rise up and come together. So I, I mean, to me, I don't like, I'm, I, you know, it's cool having diverse group out there to support us. I'm, you know, I appreciate that. I'm thankful for that, but we still have to understand that black people are the leaders of this movement. You know, this is our movement. These are our rights. We've been dealing with this for centuries. Not saying that other races have not dealt with things, but we've been dealing with it for centuries. So this is our movement. That's fact. And with that, I've seen many videos on Twitter of those of a different race using bricks, uh, uh, vandalizing buildings. And you have black people who are a quote retweeting it saying it's not fair because the damage that they're creating is only going to be used to further injure our people. Now, once again, I don't know how to feel about that because even when we peacefully protest, we are still going to be the receivers of violence. So in your opinion, do you think if the vandalizing continues to happen, is that really going to hurt us more so if it didn't take place? Oh, yeah. I mean, either way, we'd be hurt. But with the vandalizing going on and the, the looting, we're always going to be the scapegoat. You know what I'm saying? We, we've always been America's scapegoat. So it's nothing new. It's just that, okay, now we have to 
think strategically and find ways around this because we know they're always going to point us out and say, oh, we're the reason for all the downfall and all the terror that's going on. Yep. And, uh, and hopefully the protests don't just last two weeks. Hopefully they continue to, uh, to keep on pushing, but hopefully that our people can stay safe while doing it. And, uh, and as this continues to go on, we have to address the systemic issues that plague our communities. Uh, we're the poorest, uh, our health is the worst. We don't get paid uh, nearly enough. Our education is inadequate. Our housing is horrendous. Our people are really suffering. And until the country addresses those issues, I don't want to hear anything about uh, protesting not being polite enough. Oh, no. We, you know, we, we've been suffering, been suffering. And like, this is exactly why Colin Kaepernick kneels, exactly why. And, and people always think, oh, I see what he's saying now. Yeah. You know saying? <laughs> he wasn't just, you know, he wasn't just lying. You know, he wasn't just trying to look cool. And he lost his job because of it. This man he's been without a, he's been without a job for years. Yeah. So he this is what he stood by. And also you see uh corporations, you see the NFL uh acting like they want to really protest with us and, and send us solidarity. Right now we have to be intelligent. Many of these people, many of these corporations, they are just trying to commodify commercialize and marketize our suffering. They've been doing that since we got off those boats and we have to keep that in mind. Just because they want to post a black screen on Instagram one day out the week, that does not mean that they're our allies. It doesn't mean that. Oh yeah, man. You, we have to, we have to still know what the task at hand. We have to know, you know, who our true enemy is. And we have to be aware of people, like you said, trying to infiltrate our movement. You know, they, they have to, just use us to make their own money. Exactly. And this conversation is getting me real hot. I'm starting to sweat. I'm getting hot. So we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're getting back to business. All right. Uh, this part of the episode, we got some uh, stories, some uh, listeners sent in to us. Man, how we get some questions and stories for our first episode? That don't make no sense. Man, we, we just that good. We can't, can't question science. Yeah. <laughs> first story we have it's from a Miss Lorena Bobbitt Jackson. I read that. Yeah, I read that right. And she says, I'm a black female and afraid. I am unsure what's causing my anxiety about today. I'm usually calm and behind the scenes when it comes to the police crimes against African-Americans. With this recent killing, my chest just feels so heavy. I'm scared, upset. I just want to scream. I want to be involved. I want it to go all the way, but I know it won't. I don't know how to process what's going on or how to process my feelings at all. Please offer any advice. It's all appreciated. And this, um, I, I stand with, you know, all my black sisters and brothers because this is a trying time that we're dealing with, you know. So I, I, I get it. I wake up, you know, at times I'm, I'm scared. I'm a grown man terrified for his life. You know? So I, I understand it's a trying time for both. Yeah, man. Also, uh, she may need to have a little detox from social media. I know myself, when I look on Twitter or Instagram, uh, I'm consistently bombarded with the images of black people dying. And like, typically we say that that's about spreading awareness, but it definitely has an impact on my psyche. 
So she may just need to do like a little detox and also understand that we all have a different role with this movement. Like we don't all have to be on the front lines. We don't have to be toting guns or the main ones leading movements. She can do other stuff that can keep her healthy from a mental standpoint and still help our people. Yeah, and keep others, you know, sane because, you know, we need it. You know, we need people to uplift us without, like you said, being on the front lines because it's a trying time. You know, I, sometimes I won't even watch the news. You know, I watch a little bit, but it's it's normalized saying, you know, like yeah. death. You know, it's crazy that it's almost normalized in society. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, there are no other people in this country that have their their corpses on the Internet at all times. There's no one else. So that definitely has an impact on us. I know it, it messes me up all the time, man. Like I, I get I get low, like my morale gets low. So I think she just needs to get away. Like try to stay informed, but still just get away, you know, be around your loved ones and just be happy. Cause you can still be happy in these trying times. Oh yeah. And still keep people informed. You know, you can donate, donate things to protests like water. So you, you always have a role in this battle that we're we're fighting. Thanks. So good luck to her. Good luck to Lorena Bobbitt. What's her last name? Jackson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah Lorena Bobbitt Jackson. Yeah, God, yes. God bless her and, and everybody else. All right, Mike J. Got another question for you from an Olivia Pope Thompson. <laughs> and she says that the CEO told me he would risk everything to be with me. He's white. I'm a black woman. What does it mean? What exactly is he risking by wanting to be with me? I would say this reminds me of the family that prays by Tyler Perry. <laughs> this is not it's not good. That movie was rough, wasn't it? Man, we saw how Sonata Lathan ended up in the movie. She didn't win. She lost everybody. And and she reminds me of Sonata Lathan. <laughs> Don't look good. Does not look good, man. Now like she just wants to go in and have a good time, have fun. You know, that's her prerogative. She can do what she wants to do. She is free. But also going there understanding that he's hiding something. And also be aware of the fact that he may try to play with you because he does have money. He has the resources to do certain things. So don't fall into a trance because he has money because he may not be the right one for you. Yeah. I mean, I think he's risking his job, too. You know, so I feel like if he is caught with her, then he might lose his position. You know, she might be in a hot position. Man, how you going to lose his position? He the CEO. <laughs> It might be no fat bitches. <laughs> I mean, but but okay, risk everything. So, what do you think he's risking then? Man, he may have a, a a family. He may have a girlfriend and a wife on the side. We don't know what he's doing, bro. We don't know what's going on, man. It's, it's a bad sign. I ain't never told no girl, "Hey, I'm gonna risk everything to be with you." That's a bad look. You better run. Maybe maybe it was like in a will that his granddaddy said you can't date black women or something. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what he risking. You know, he risking his money, and that's okay because he can still keep his job if it's that case. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, man, to Olivia Pope Thompson, I would definitely be careful. Just be aware that this may not be the best thing for you. Like if you're going to just want to have fun, go ahead, but still be careful because something ain't right, old boy. Yeah, they don't, yeah, he he hides something. <laughs> yeah. His great great granddaddy was a Confederate general, man. Some some don't smell right. <laughs> I don't like this, man. I don't like it. <laughs> it is not late and wrong, brother. I ain't like it's that. I'm thinking it ain't me. Yeah, man. I took a shower this morning. 
All right, y'all, this wraps up the first episode of the 38 Hot Podcast. Really want to thank you for taking time out your day, listening to us, especially during these confusing times. And, uh, and we hope that we provide some laughter, some history, and also we hope that we maintain the righteous anger that we have in the community right now. Just don't stay mad. Stay 38 Hot. Always. And uh, we just want to thank you for the listeners for this episode. And I want to end off with a quote by the great, the late Ida B. Wells. The way to right wrongs is to turn the light of truth upon them. So y'all stay safe out there and stay black. Peace.